Last week, I made a big error on the show that was so bad, we're thinking about canceling the show. This week, by request, we're featuring an island-dwelling big cat that was reportedly very strong. But who knows, our sources can't really be trusted. This is the Javan Tiger. Did you ever feel so bad inside? Welcome to Extinction Event. Hi, Jack. The last one. We're going to cancel it. Possibly. I Let's just talk about this error. So last week... I'm wh- packing up my stuff right now. <laughs> you putting your I'm stuff putting in. away the number one podcaster mug. <laughs> I'm just sweeping it right into garbage. Last week we did 9-11 Hero Dog. It was about Tracker, the German shepherd who found the last 9-11 survivor. Oh, wow. It's such a huge mistake. Do you remember I said, okay, so they made these clones for Tracker, the first batch, and then Tracker dies and the guy never gets his clones? Uh Uh-huh. Absolutely not true. Wow. He gets the clones. Fake news. I... How weird, and I, I've actually searched, where did I get that from? Why did I think that? You just made it up. Did I? I don't know. I don't. What did you find in your research? Well, I did more research on where I went wrong, and then I, I couldn't find it. So I don't even know a whole lot about what happened with the, the clones he got, but he got those five, and they sent them back. And there's all these photos online of him with the dogs, and they weren't all at the same time. They Maybe were a couple you're being of months. gaslit. I'm wondering if it was just some photoshoppery. You could easy. I could do it. I could definitely put a couple German shepherds into a photo. No copy problem. paste. Copy paste. <laughs> yeah. Copy paste. You want clones? <laughs> I give you exact same dog. So maybe it was fake news. Uh, that I was seeing. I don't know, but it, it looks like he did get them and. There was no follow-up. There was some press when he got them, and he said they seemed to be pretty, I don't know, brave or similar to Tracker, but that was it. It's just that photo and like one quote about It that. does seem like kind of a Disney movie screw-up, right? Where you're expecting one clone back and you get five. Right. Like, this is totally how you reboot the Beethoven franchise. Yeah. With the big St. Bernard dog. Uh-huh. Where, you know, he clones his childhood dog. Same kids from the original movies. Clones his childhood dog. And they think they're getting one Beethoven back. But nope. Here comes five. <laughs> and everybody's <laughs> just <laughs> smiling through their teeth. Yeah. Like, we, that's Pulling out their hair. But the kids love it. Yeah. But it's too much. Too much to handle. I I don't wish five dogs on anyone. Especially when you had just your dog one-on-one and now you have a pack. Just the naming. We've been over this, but right. that's too many names to come up with. Well, they were already named at that point. so You're not going to give me a dog that's named. <laughs> that's I'm true. naming my dog. They named them at the... The pound, don't they? Yes, and I and I can respect that. But if 
in a clone situation, the least I can do is name my dogs. That was last week. Okay. Give me these Java and Tiger. I just, I did tell you about this issue when it happened, and I was ready to delete the episode. That was that big of a mistake. Yeah. And I cannot. Yeah, you were, you like tore your shirt in shame. <laughs> it was very, uh, I don't know, melodramatic. Maybe the listeners just need a reminder that this isn't like a really solid factual source. It's more entertainment. Look, if we ever hear that we are in the footnotes of some <laughs> scientific paper, anybody is written, like, it's over. That's it. We're done. We're packing up. Don't do it. Don't put the notes. Don't use us as a source. It's a joke. One other thing, we got no voicemail this week, so we don't have to go yes. through that. <laughs> Less work for us. Uh, I'm thinking about just, well, it's there. but If Connor wants to call in, they'd give more suggestions. I'm all, We just dedicate it to the Connor line. Sure. Because that's what this week's all about. Yeah. Speaking of Connor, uh, this one's for you. I'm sorry it took me so long, but here we are, and it's a cool story. It's a cool tiger. I'm excited to do it. You sound excited. Yeah. Well, let's get into this job and tiger. <laughs> the Indonesian archipelago is the largest island country with over 17,000 unique islands. Within this group, there are three islands that we're interested in today. That's Sumatra, Bali, and Java. Each one of those has or had different species of tiger. That would be the Sumatra and Bali and Javan tigers, aptly named. Today, we're only talking about the Javan tiger, but I mention all three because recent studies have shown that those three only separated from each other around 11,000 years ago. That's not very long. So they're, I think they've been reclassified as the same species. They're not really even a subspecies. Uh, so what we're talking about today is more of a local extinction in, in okay. Java. But I can't trust anything anymore. So That's the internet. I can't be wrong. Bali tigers are also extinct, but there are a few Sumatran tigers left. So they're all, I guess, the same subspecies, but they don't all look the same, which is uh, why we used to think they were separate species. Are you tracking? Yeah. Okay. So how were they different from other tigers? You know, what did they look like? The Javan tiger's nose was longer and thinner than the other tiger's, and their stripes were longer, thinner, and more numerous just a lot of stripes which is kind of cool i would think that would be you know to their disadvantage because if you are a hunter i want the most stripy tiger out there right <laughs> i'm gonna collect a pelt i'm maybe i'm getting ahead of myself here well does extra on... stripes mean well extra money for pelts <laughs> Well, I, let me just step back. The Javan tiger is just on Java, and that's got a lot of stripes. So you're just going to find really stripy tigers on Java, whereas like you go over to Bali or Sumatra, a little less stripes over there. 
So you're hunting in a different area for them. Yeah. I Yeah, I'd say no. It's In this scenario, we're just talking about... But this. hypothetical, if you could choose between a more stripy tiger pelt and a less stripy tiger pelt. Yeah, I think you're going to go more stripy. Uh, yeah. That's what I thought. I would. Because the design's so complicated. Right, more more. And that makes hours. it more expensive. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, size-wise, these tigers topped out at about 300 pounds, and I guess we're not doing, we're just going back to pounds, and we're not doing metric anymore. Oh, wow. R.I.P. us being a European podcast. What are the last three episodes? I, you know, we do have more listeners in the U.S. We just don't well, okay. have as many nice listeners. Like the, our nice <laughs> listeners are overseas. Uh, wow. <laughs> the people here, they just don't, they hate listen, I think. <laughs> but whatever, maybe next You're episode. You're alienating so many of our very few fans. I know. So, okay, they're, they're about 300 pounds, which they top out at 300 pounds. That's like the biggest one. And that would be smaller than mainland tigers. And, I, you know, that's the whole island thing. Usually you get smaller or bigger animals on an island, depending on whatever. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so you got a picture of this tiger in your head now? Yeah, pretty right. stripy. And not, not too big. Nose is a little elongated. Right. Written accounts from when they were alive said that they were strong and could break the leg of a horse or a water buffalo with just the swipe of a paw. That's strong. Right? Well, I mean, I don't know. A horse, it seems like it'd be pretty easy to... Yeah, horses kind of <laughs> break everything all the time. <laughs> We've talked about it on this show. <laughs> Who knows how they're still alive? Any injury, you have to immediately put them down. There's no recovering if is you're a horse. It, is, is our view of this just like domesticated, you know, horses when really wild horses are much tougher and stronger? Maybe. I'm, I know there's that Przewalski's Pris, horse. Yeah. And that one is, they're like, you know. Pretty stocky. Sto- yeah. Yoked little guys. Maybe they're stronger. Maybe like island, these island horses they're bringing to the islands are pretty stocky and strong. Yeah, that's what I would assume. And not little, you know, tanks on toothpicks like (laughs) most horses we've encountered. (laughs) It doesn't seem like a well-adapted feature either. You've got really long legs, Mm -hmm. but that's the weakest part of your body and it's just open to attack. I guess you're running fast. That's what they're for, right? Anyway. It's part of their beauty and allure. Right. Such strength and such weakness. <laughs> it creates an attention. If anybody knows about that, and I know... Just keep it to yourself. Oh. <laughs> There's the voicemail line. You, Heather is a listener of the show, and she knows a lot about horses. So, Heather, if you're listening, call in the speak pipe and let us know you know argue why horses are not so fragile little dainty yeah feetsies what's the deal okay moving on the british cyclopedia of natural history from 1835 describes how javan inhabitants were plagued by the tigers 
there was some taboo around them. For instance, this is a quote, a Javan will never speak about a tiger without calling him Mr. It's always Mr. Tiger. The beast might hear him once and take revenge at him for merely saying tiger in a familiar way. That's a healthy respect. It is, or it's just like a complete fabricated lie, the story. So I don't know. I choose to believe. Another account relayed that it was bad luck to go after a tiger. If you went after it unprovoked, it and or its tiger pack would hunt you down or retaliate on your family. But if the tiger attacked you first, it was considered okay to go after it and you didn't need to worry about retaliation. Here's the thing. I'm going to believe any superstition about tigers just based on my own experiences with cats. Oh, wow. Yes. Because cats, you think you got them figured out. You don't know anything. <laughs> they are just... They are mischievous little, you know, demigods. I don't like to make eye contact. You shouldn't. Yeah. This is... You already, they're fabricating these, uh, <laughs> you know, superstitions. Like, never make eye contact with it or it will steal your soul. <laughs> yeah. There is something evolutionary in my dna that says danger when i see any cat big it's or small unpredictable they're like loki the god of mischief in exactly just that you keep in your home so blow that up put some complicated stripes and yeah that's you got a superstition machine M mr tiger seems appropriate in that situation because you never know. Just give him some respect. You're like, this is the least I can do. I don't know. Uh, but obviously hunting a tiger isn't easy. The thick jungle made it difficult to catch. Uh, and even if you did catch one, I mean, it's a tiger. And apparently, you know, they can break horses' legs with a swipe of his paw. I'm saying that even if you were provoked by one and you went after it, it's not easy to catch it. They were reportedly scared of fire, though, so that did give humans a bit of a defense against them, unless, of course, the tiger was hungry or excited, and then they the fire didn't do anything. They just <laughs> jump right through. <laughs> fire is an excellent defense, unless it wants to attack you. <laughs> like, oh, thanks. Slightly hungry, then it... It'll jump right It's through. like, here, wear this bulletproof vest. It'll work every time. Unless whoever has a gun is trying to kill you. <laughs> oh, okay. One other defense was a loud or annoying horn. That would also detour them. And I mean, who does like an, a loud, annoying horn? I would like to be, like, be there when they discovered that. <laughs> It's just in some camp, and guys like, bah, 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 bah. get him back here. Did you see that? The tigers hate the horn. <laughs> we were all ready to kill him. <laughs> I, have, I just figure, how long can you use that horn before everyone in the village just says, "Okay, let's." That's enough. Yeah, I'd rather lose a couple villagers than have to listen to this horn anymore. <laughs> okay, so. We have those accounts. For a long time, humans weren't a real threat to the Javan tiger. And that was partly due to these sort of 
unwritten bylaws about retaliation and the taboo around them. The only real threat that a tiger would encounter was the giant python. So that would behave a lot like a boa constrictor. And I I didn't find out much on this, but I guess... So so everybody knows, Melissa is purposely has a blind spot to all things snakes (laughs) in her research. She doesn't like them. You're right. I actually wrote down like a note about that that I didn't look far because I was going to get freaked out. I didn't want to see a boa constrictor eating a tiger. I didn't want to see it. Uh But I guess that happens. But it wasn't a boa constrictor. It was a python. Okay, so that's your only enemy for a long time. And you've got Javan tigers on Java. Humans show up. And actually, humans had been on Java for a really long time. A lot of these stories, it's not. Have you heard of the Java man? (laughs) Not like a barista or anything? I was going to say, like, yeah, (laughs) been there. They get a pretty good latte. (laughs) Uh, their drip coffee is kind of so-so, but, uh, you know, they make a decent latte. <sighs> okay. So this was, um, they found the skeleton of a man. He was classified as a homo erectus. And I don't know if you remember Neanderthal episode, but. Of course. <laughs> of course. Every detail. That's our closest relative, us being homo sapiens. So one step away, our cousin would be erectus. Uh, they found a Homo erectus skeleton on Java, which they named Java Man. And that dates from 700,000 to 2 million years ago. It's a big, big chunk. But even if you take 700,000, well, that's a long time yeah. that a human-like being was on His this neighbors island. neighbors was Mr. Tiger. Right, right. So they coexisted for a long time, and Javan tigers will kill humans sometimes, and every now and then a human manages to kill a tiger, and it goes on like that for, who knows, like possibly millions of years, <laughs> until the 1800s. Popular decade for extinction. This is Really when- the golden age of modern extinction. Yeah. It's when it all starts. Well, some start a little earlier. We got we got to jump on a couple. Yeah. But that's when the tides are going to turn. A lot of humans will move to Java during that century. And it's not really important who. Like, I, there was Dutch, British. I don't know. I, I don't really care. Oh. But. <laughs> I okay. French. There's colonies. There's colonization. There was colonization of all sorts. And I'm not even really sure what's fueling the population explosion. But by the end of the 1800s, 28 million people will live there. I had to double check that number. Like, that's a lot. Yeah. For that. For all those islands. It's just Java, I think. I think it's just Java. That seems... Should I a double- tad bit high. Let, let, let me just double check again. Okay. Javan population. Okay, I found it. By the end of the 1800s, yeah. it's going to be 28 million. Okay. So. That's a lot of people. So many people. 
But we're kind of jumping ahead with with that. Rewind to the early 1800s when we see that population just starting to grow. Forests are getting cut down so they can make more room to grow food for the humans. And this throws off the entire ecosystem. And from what I understand, we're seeing a rise in tiger-human confrontations this story reminds me a little bit of the Zanzibar leopard we did last season, mm-hmm. where for a long time there were these rules and beliefs about the leopard, and those start to change over time as more and more people come, where once they were these magical creatures, now they're just pests. Yeah, if I remember, there was a yeah an, a healthy respect for the leopards. Mm-hmm. There were superstitions around it. With the leopards, it was like, almost like witchcraft kind of mm-hmm. relationship and then as things started to modernize it would just shifted to nah they're all bad we should wipe them out exactly and same thing is happening on java that rule about you can't go after a tiger unprovoked starts to change it loosens up and a lot of people are saying let's go after these tigers not even Mr. Tigers. Yeah, I'm that you're not saying that anymore. Okay, this is very special for you. We haven't had one of these in a while. What I'm ready. Okay, starting in the 1830s, they implement a bounty. bounty. Yeah. I've it's been a while. It's the number one hitter, heavy hitter. <laughs> Bringing it back. I couldn't find how much the bounty was or how long that bounty went on for, but it seems to have been pretty successful. Why don't like they should bring back bounties for like good positive things, right? Like brushing your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're three years old, sure. <laughs> yeah, ocean plastic or something, you know? For sh- yeah. Big pollutants. I mean, that's basically what, you know, um, aluminum cans have a bounty on them. You're right. More bounties. They work. Look, we have a history of them working really good. Let's just, you know, kind of aim that big target over something, you know, a little bit more constructive. Um, okay. The bounty is pretty successful. We see a lot of poisoning of tigers, definitely some hunting because at some point guns are introduced to the island. And at first, I think primarily these Dutch colonists are getting in on the bounty. So like the people have been there for a while, still a little, eh, I don't know. But by the 1850s, even the indigenous inhabitants are starting to change their opinions on the tiger most people are considering it to be a plague at this point. Tiger plague? Well, I don't think there's that many tigers. I think they, it's just an annoyance to them. It's not like the locust plagues or the Rocky Mountain locust. Yeah. The PR that, you know, has shifted. Exactly. Now they're no longer a respected, mysterious, you know, right. could kill you any second. Now it's a nuisance that must be handled. Welcome to Animals Tonight, the only show with animal gossip from around the 
kingdom and phylum and other stuff. Up first, the Javan Tiger. If you're the kind of person who thought Mr. Tiger had it made, you may want to think again. This once well-respected animal of the forest was even thought to have magical powers. Now he's seen as little more than a common nuisance in need of neutering. Up next, a dolphin finds himself in hot water for sending some racy text messages. Right, and uh, for me, this shift is about, well, like, we don't really have the time or the patience to tolerate coexisting with you or respect you anymore. We're just like... It's out the window. Respect's out the window. Yeah. So, tigers are getting hunted, and there's not... a. I couldn't find data on how many were killed or, like, how many there were, but the rate of their demise seems to be keeping pace... (laughs) with the rate of colonization. This is jumping ahead again, but by 1975, only 8% of the forest on Java will remain. Wow. That's crazy. That's not much. They really, I mean. Chopped uh, it all down. That's quick. Well, it's got to support a lot of people. So now, yeah, now it's just like the Sims. Like you've cleared all... Of everything and it's just humans there you can see how that would have a terrible effect on the ecosystem it almost doesn't even exist well, yeah, you wiped out the ecosystem right it's gone and so the tigers really don't have anywhere to go i what i'm saying is that the natural progression was to just kill them all because they had nowhere to go that's why i'm saying keeping well, yeah, it's a two-pronged attack it's like yeah you have bounties and, and going out and killing them but while you're also reducing the size of their home territory mm-hmm. And it's like tightening the net, you know? Yeah. Yep. It's only a matter of time. Exactly. We don't know how many are left, but we know they are still being poisoned, hunted, and captured. So why might you capture a Javan tiger, you ask, Jack, instead of just Put him in a circus, put him in a zoo, sell him on the black market. Wow, I thought that question was going to be a little more difficult for you to answer. But um... Come on. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Okay, but there's one that you didn't say. And that was, you might want to use it for the Rampokan. Oh, obviously. Yeah. That thing. I don't know how to say it. It's R-A-M-P-O-K-A-N. I don't know the origin. Uh Uh, I don't know how to say it, but I'm going to say Rampokan. So that was a traditional Javan big cat fight. I'm not sure when these started. I know they were taking place until the early 1900s. Wait, wait, wait. So this is like cockfighting, but with tigers or big cats? Kind of. Like leopards versus tigers. A little bit. I'm, I'm going oh, okay. yeah, to let you know. Yeah, I'll tell you. I'm going to tell you the story of the Rampokan. Here's how it would go down. First, you need some tigers. Gotta have them. <laughs> or you could use panthers and leopards. You know, any big cat. Whatever you got do. lying around. Yeah. <laughs> you need some humans. Did you see that lying around? Lying around. Oh my God. Wow. You're going to need some humans, a couple boxes, some spears, and maybe some torches. All easily accessible. Pretty easy to do a, a pickup game of Rampocon. Mm-hmm. 
it's kind of like a gladiatorial fight, but for this one, you place your tiger or tigers in the center of the arena inside a wooden box. That's what you're using those boxes for. They're, they're angry, hungry, you know, they're ready to just rip out of that cage. Then you have human warriors armed with spears. Or in one version, they were just regular villagers with spears and torches. So you've either got warriors or villagers, and they're encircling the big cats or the cat that's in the center of the arena. And for this story, let's say there's two boxes there. Maybe it's a tiger and a leopard. Does that work for you? I'm tracking. The two boxes are opened. The tiger and the leopard bound towards the encircling humans. And now they have a couple options here. One, fight each other. Two, make a feast of the spear-wielding humans. Three, attempt to push past and escape the arena. If you're the human in this scenario, the goal is to stop the tiger from breaking through that circle because if they do, that's a bad omen. Hmm. Yeah, they escape and the game's over. Well, also maybe you're going to have some bad crops that season too. Okay. Stuff like that. So you want them to fight each other? I'd say if you're a human, yeah, you're probably hoping that they they do that. They don't pick the kill the humans option and they go for the fight each other. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I would hope for. So I kind of, in my mind, envisioned what might happen in each of those scenarios. (laughs) So here's my take on it. Scenario one, fight each other. Uh, And this is kind of from the perspective of a tiger. You're probably going to get pretty tore up and weak from that, making you an easy target for the spear-wielding humans. Yeah. That's probably not a good choice. Two, eat the humans. You could probably eat one or two before the others stabbed you to death with those spears. Kind of worth it, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Get a good swipe in, break a few legs, <laughs> maybe chomp somebody's head. Option three, get out of there. Um, I'd argue that's the best option, except even if you do break through, they're going to chalk you full of spears anyway. They can catch me. It sounded like they had a a backup plan there. Like they just were not going to let you escape somehow. I don't know how they did that, but put like a rope on its leg or something. Who knows? I d- yeah, I don't know. Wow. But the point is they don't just let you go. And what I'm getting at is that if you're a tiger, this game is fixed and you just can't win. And um <laughs> that's the game of Rampokan. So, at the end of the day, if you're a tiger playing this game, it's not going to end well. Right. It's just, if you're a tiger on Java, it's not going to end well. You know, if you're captured in a forest, you're escaping sudden death, but it's just temporary. Eventually, it's going to catch up. Yeah. And I, you're right. I do think tigers were, did make it to zoos and to circuses. So, that's probably the best bet, is to get sold into an entertainment 
genre. Become a star. <laughs> right. So it's not looking good for the Javan Tigers. They're rarely seen. So mission accomplished, kind of, right? I, The bounties worked. The humans are flourishing. The forest's almost gone. The tiger problem is pretty much solved, right? Yeah. Eventually, someone, and I don't know who this is, but they decide that in hindsight, I don't know, maybe killing all the tigers wasn't the greatest idea. Uh, I don't know what sparked that. I can't think of any reason <laughs> why. I mean, if you don't have any nature left, what you don't need tigers. You're, you're an island. Your nature's the, the sea. <laughs> but this is a common element we see with extinction event stories. You know, it, we're not, I'm not sure really what sparks the need to conserve them. But at some point, usually they're like, we should conserve these. And it's usually when it's too late. But whatever the reason, they start establishing protected areas for these tigers starting in the 1920s, places where they and other animals could go and theoretically be safe. We don't know how many tigers were living in these reserves, but it's generally believed that by the 1940s, the only ones left, I guess outside of these reserves, uh, if they were even in the reserves, had retreated to this remote mountain area called Meru Batiri. This is not a reserve, uh, but in this region there's, or at the time, I guess it wasn't a reserve. In this region, there is the tallest mountain in Java, and that's a volcano called Semeru. Mm. No people live there, so it was kind of the only place that tigers could go. Have you ever been... To a volcano? Yes. You have? I'm pretty sure. You're pretty sure. It was Not that like unmemorable. Active. No, I, I just, like, did you go up and look inside a big like, no, pit hole? But it's I've been like, hey, there's a volcano over there. Oh. Like in Hawaii. Right. You can look. And I've seen a volcano in person. I didn't, like, go hike to the top and try and throw a virgin into the lava or something. Okay. You've been to Bali before, yeah? Yeah. Does the story remind you of the landscape of Bali? I'm assuming Java and, and Bali aren't too different. Yeah. The, the, that's what I'm picturing the whole time during this story. Really? Yeah. So is there a lot of forest in Bali? Yeah. I mean, it's been a while since I've been there. But yeah, it feels like a jungly island. Yeah. I didn't spend a lot of time outside of, you know, the coastal cities. Oh, okay. You're by the resorts. Mm. <laughs> I, what I'm getting You're at by is... by the beach, yeah. Did you feel in danger? Did you feel no. the fear of a tiger watching you? No. Nothing like that. Because I'm trying to get into the mindset of... A lot of stray dogs. That was... A lot of stray dogs. Yeah. Were you scared of them? No. We were pretty chill. Okay. We got along pretty good. <laughs> I, I, okay. What is eluding me about this story with the Javan tiger is like, who was this tiger? Who was this tiger? Like, what was the relationship that he had with the early inhabitants? It's like this fear-respect relationship. Right. 
So you have a healthy respect for that tiger, knowing that he could just swipe and break you in half. Mm-hmm. Then we just get overtaken with fear, or it's just that human advancement is more important than that fear, right? I think what you're describing is a balance, right? Mm-hmm. A healthy balance between man and nature where you respect each other. Yeah, and when that respect is taken away, then one can dominate the other. In this case, it's always going to be humans because the animal world doesn't really, they know the balance, but they don't know they have the opportunity to take away that balance right, by right. disrespecting. But from a human perspective, you might not even go to Bali if your trip included being scared of tigers that had not been um, hunted down into near extinction. You know, like it you're not probably gonna, yeah yeah. It's not a selling point. If you're like, come to the island, not good for Maybe tourism. You might get killed by a tiger. Right. I know. I wouldn't. I'm too into modern comforts to go camp out and possibly have a tiger drag me away but you gotta it's gotta be pretty rare it's like it's like going swimming in the ocean sure you're in shark territory but you're right that's you gotta respect them and then we go right back to the beginning of the episode where it's the cat thing Mm -hmm. we just don't trust them as humans it's just built into us we don't there's like a barrier whereas with dogs and wolves we were like okay come in we accept you cats I'm sorry, I just can't trust you. Well, there's there you go. Dogs we can own, truly own, because they are <laughs> loyal to a fault, right? Yeah. They will love you if you are stabbing them in the neck. Cats never fully trust you, so we can't really ever own them. Wow. And that's, that's where we're at. And you just apply that to most of the animal world. That's... And we don't like that. that's who we are as a species that's yeah that's crazy wow really took a pause there i don't even uh where were we okay so there's maybe they're on the volcano maybe there's some in a reserve and then in 1960 the tigers lose their main prey on the island it's their main food which is a, a deer a type of deer yeah. And it goes extinct. And that definitely doesn't help their situation. Okay. My main source of food in Indonesia was banana pancakes. <laughs> Delicious. Mm-hmm. And um, I probably would have wished to go extinct if they didn't have those around. Understood. Yeah. And I am wishing I would go extinct right now because I'm starving and I want those banana pancakes. Oh, they're so good. So that happens in 1960, and a lot of time passes before we get any records of tigers being killed. But finally, in 1971, someone shoots a Javan tiger. So they're not gone, guys. Which, (laughs) 1971, that's a long time to survive in a place that had... 28 million people in it by the start of the 1900s you know it's never like we spotted one it's like whoa we killed it right oh for sure and this one's an older female and they don't name it which is a real disrespect how far they've fallen from mr tiger (laughs) right 
Not even get a name. Even the clone dogs got names. <laughs> the area where that female was shot was then turned into a reserve. I don't know. Like, whoa, okay, maybe there's other tigers here. Um, <laughs> it's a largely symbolic act. So they're they're like, okay, there may be more tigers here. Let's put up some guards to protect the area too. And I I have to give it to them for trying like they really did Mm -hmm. pretty early on they do set up these reserves and now they have people looking after them and like that's actually a lot more than we hear about in other stories so they're trying but on this reserve there were plantations too so you you can't really stop the plantation owners from killing tigers if they wander onto their land this reminds me of the area near Yellowstone, right? Yeah. Where they have all these protected wolves and basically surrounding Yellowstone is uh, ranches. Yeah. And like the second a wolf steps onto the ranch and there's no border. It's not like a, uh-huh. it's a fence really. It's just, okay, now you're off of the and The national. ranchers can be like, you're not from around here, are you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and they'll, like, send up helicopters, and it's a crazy thing. Crazy. So, where were we? That last reserve, that was in the the 70s, right? Crazy time, man. (laughs) Then, again, in 1982, they set up another reserve. They're trying. Trying. And then, good news, bad news, in 1984, another tiger is killed. No details on this one. I don't know if it was a male, a female. There was no name. What's the point? It's I, dead. I don't know. And at this point, they stop putting aside reserves. But they do keep searching for the tigers. Students in the 80s will find tracks and scat. Ooh. And throughout the 90s, they do more searching and they put up cameras And during these later searches, they don't find any tracks or scat, but they do capture poachers Ah. on the cameras. A lot of poachers. Uh, So that was an addition that we didn't really talk about is that... Well, it seems like just an extension of um, the bounties. Right. It's unofficial bounties. Right. And now you've got this rare tiger that... Now there's a whole nother market that's created just because it's rare. Yeah. So that was probably it. Uh, they're declared extinct officially in 2008 or three. I don't know. But as to be expected, after they're declared extinct, we start getting a lot of alleged sightings. Uh, none of these have been confirmed. There was a woman who was found mauled in the forest, and some people had have attributed that to a tiger. Maybe. Whoa. Um, but there's really no way to verify that. Someone saw some prints. They found scat, uh, but that ended up belonging to a bear. Oh. And then most recently, there was all this drama around a photo or a video they captured of a tiger in 2017. I think even, you remember Forrest Gallant? He has that show. 
extinct. Sounds familiar. Yeah, I think he even he was out there trying to find this tiger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember now. Right. It ended up being a leopard. Oh. Yeah, it wasn't a tiger at all. It was just a leopard. Javan leopard. <laughs> so it's highly likely the Javan tiger is extinct. There's really not a lot of places these big cats could live. Java is the most densely populated island on Earth. Now, 145 million people live there. It's... I had no idea. Did you? That's a lot. (laughs) So if the tigers are still alive, one theory is that they might be hiding out in those mountains we talked about, that volcano. Or they've integrated into city life and are living among us wearing hats and trench coats going by the name of Mr. Tiger. This is your theory? Yes. Okay. About that volcano? Yeah. It's not as remote as it once was. It's a popular hiking destination now. Also, the this volcano, it erupts like a lot. Yeah. And kills people. The most recent eruption started in 2001. I, I think it's still going. And it's killed 54 or 57 people. 22 people are just missing. Whoa. There's all these injuries. It's Who crazy. knows how the last tiger could have got wiped out by a volcano. Right. Which have been a hell of a way to go. I don't I don't know what they're eating up there. I Lava. <laughs> and regarding this hiding out in the mountains theory, it's not new. We've heard that before. Whether it's guilt or what, we just hope, okay, maybe they went up to some remote mountain and they're just living happily up there now. Uh, but there's not really a lot of evidence to suggest it. Yeah. So that's what happened to the Javan tiger. It was a stout, stripy little guy. It was kind of all your regular players with this extinction. You know, right. pretty textbook stuff. For sure. Loss of environment, bounty system, extinction of their main food source. Um, just a real Did shift. You say in, habitat destruction. Yeah, yeah. A real shift in the relationship with the the people living there. Right. Guns. Guns, and human population boom. It's gonna do it every time. Right. I think what I was wishing for in this one is, as demented as it is, when we get down to the last couple tigers or animals, we name them and. We give like a fake story about their personality and we didn't get that. We're just, I I don't know who this tiger is. That was a sad thing. They did start off all with the name of Mr. Tiger. Right. And they lost their name. Lost everything. Wow. Cue the sad music. Connor, that was the job and tiger. I hope you liked it. I have a feeling you know more about the job and tiger than me. But that's... feel free to yeah fill in any holes. Yeah, give us a review. Uh, call in. I'll yeah I'll tell you guys to speak pipe again. You can leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com/slash/extinction-event. Speakpipe.com/slash/extinction-event. 
I wanted to mention that if you have emailed me in the past with episode recommendations and you haven't heard an episode that you recommended, it probably got lost in a very long Google Doc. So if you want to, please bug me again. I'm also, I've got a lot of recommendations for frogs, tree frogs and stuff. Oh, yeah. And I might be doing that one next week. I'm thinking about it. That'd be cool. We, I don't think we've done amphibians. Feel free to bug me. Do it on the speak pipe or you can email at extinctionpod at gmail. And you can follow us on the TikTok. That's extinction event pod. Well, that'll do it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Jack, thanks for dragging your sick corpse down to record today. (laughs) Uh, Go rest up. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Did you ever feel so bad inside? A Peg Lake Deer production.